0: Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning and welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. Michael Guerin joining you for the next half an hour to talk all things Harness Racing. I hope you're staying safe and not too frustrated by this pretty tricky time while we're in New South Wales. And if you're listening on the app further afield, hope you're at least getting a chance to get out of the house. Confusing times, obviously, for many different industries in New South Wales. We had Brittany Graham on the phone with uh, John Dummersey yesterday to explain to us what that means for harness racing, the statewide lockdown. The boss of Manangle Park is Bruce Christensen. He joins us this morning to go further into detail about that. Good morning, Bruce. How are you, mate? Good, good. Thanks, Mick. How are you, mate? Look, I'm, I'm good, mate. It's uh, obviously a really tricky time with the statewide lockdown. Let's just get to the absolute nuts and bolts, the easy stuff first, so we can explain to people what's happening with harness racing. Uh, you have a meeting programmed for Menangle tomorrow. Is that going ahead?
1: Ah, uh, yes, it is. So, so. And and as you say, it is is complicated because there's two lots of um, restrictions, I suppose you could say. So some of those are from within the industry, um, and that that being probably the most obvious one at the moment, the regionalisation policy, which um, takes effect from Wednesday. Uh, And then, of course, there's also the the, um, government-imposed health orders, um, which... Uh, The problem with those always is we have a lag from the time there's an announcement about what those, I suppose, the key aspects of those are to what the actual nuts and bolts of those health orders are. Um, and that, and that, that sort of causes um, both harness racing in South Wales and the clubs quite a bit of trouble because we're, we're sort of operating, uh, for example, on Saturday with a, a five pm introduction of a statewide lockdown that was actually no um, health orders at that time published, um, so we didn't even actually really know what the rules were uh, when the when the lockdown commenced.
0: We uh, practiced at this in harness racing, regional racing, because we had it last year obviously we didn't have a statewide lockdown last year. So what's going to change for harness racing participants listening to this at the moment? And I, I realise it's a very fluid situation, but I take it Menangal's not as badly affected because there's enough horses in the area to hold race meetings at least a couple of times a week. Yeah, so as it stands, that's the case. The, 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 problem, the
1: problem this time, uh, as opposed to last year, is um, how they've classified certain LGAs as hotspots, and that's the that's the real complication to it. Because uh, people in a, in a red uh, red zone or whatever you want to call those those sort of hotspot um, LGAs aren't allowed to leave um, that LGA uh, for work purposes, which just comes under that classification of. So people from other areas can come into them, but um, so say for example somebody who lives, and, and that's the important part. is where they live. Lives in the Campbelltown LGA, which is where our racetrack is, of course, located. Um, they can they can work within their LGA, but they can't leave the, um, that LGA to go to another for work purposes. So, um, somebody coming from, for example, uh, Camden, the next LGA um, to us, um, isn't a red zone. They can come into uh, Campbelltown and go back home again to work. Um, so that's that's probably the biggest complication. So as um, more LGAs add to these lists each time there's a danger that more participants will get caught up in that. Um, and of course, say, for example, the case of Camden, well, there is no racetrack in Camden LGA. So if if they were to uh, add Camden to that list of hotspots, uh, the people there would be in, in real strife, the participants, and there is a lot that reside in that LGA. So that's that's the big difference th- this time is, is this hotspot-nominated um, LGAs um, and the rest, extra
0: restrictions that are in, uh, placed upon those those LGAs. Bruce, have there been more horses, because obviously horses can move, and we did have, a, as you said, a lag in time. Have there been more horses applying to spots at Menangle? Have people wanted to move their horses there so they are at least based there? So, for example... If they live and have a farm in the Camden surrounding areas, they don't have to come backwards and forwards. They can just leave their horses basically at the track.
1: Yeah, there hasn't been a huge amount of movement in that regard, and I suppose part of it is because the horses can still move. So once again, in that situation, if if there was a horse stabled in Camden, Again, somebody from a a non-affected LGA, even if Camden became uh, uh, nominated as, a, as a, um, a red zone, could actually come to the to that uh, area and and pick that horse up and bring it to the track as long as they're coming. They reside in a clean zone, and this is where the rule is. I have to say, is a bit odd because um, to me, if if you're travelling into a red zone for work purposes, um, that would pose just as much risk when you return to your your clean zone uh, where you where you live, but um, the rules are the rules, and uh, and in every every industry is following is following those rules, which we are as well. So, um, in that case, I suppose at the moment people have comfort they can actually engage someone to bring to bring that horse to the track, even if they couldn't themselves. Um, same thing with the driver; they would have to nominate a driver from the um, from the LGA in which the the track is located. In that case, or uh, from a clean zone.
0: Just to touch on what's Menangle like at the moment, there's obviously a race meeting there tomorrow. Bruce, you work out of the offices at Menangle. Are you able to go to the races yourself? Ah, uh, no.
1: I'm I'm actually uh, I live
0: in a suburb called Preston's. So I'm I'm uh, located
1: in Liverpool LGA. So this is week five for me of um, not being to the track. Um, so uh, I I'm in one of those red zones, as I say. So I can't go to work. And uh, it it is really difficult, Um, you know, in an industry like ours where we're so used to being um, located at the track, it becomes very much a part of your daily life. Um, And it it really is hard. And I've actually spent the first couple of hours today on the phone to to a couple of our sort of senior management team, just talking to them because it's it's really quite challenging. We've got people who are in the same boat as me, haven't been to the track now for for over a month. Um, trying to do everything they can from home, but it's it's really really hard. And uh, and I can certainly sympathise with our participants who have been affected affected by this. And um, it's 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 not getting any easier and probably harder because there's no sort of uh, finish line in sight. It just seems to be going on and on. So it is it is very difficult.
0: Bruce, it's not an easy thing to run a race meeting. There's a, a lot of nuts and bolts that are. are- person probably listening to this show wouldn't even think about. Um, Who is actually running race meetings at Menangal? I I realise there's not as much catering and there's not as much food and there's not obviously the public to be looked after, but you still need to look after the participants and you still need to make sure the rules are obeyed by because people are betting on this. So have you got enough staff in that LGA to run the meetings? Yeah, well, we're very fortunate to have somebody with the experience of, of David Watson
1: um, as, as the racing manager for, for ourselves. So um, David runs this stuff week in, week out anyway, and, and um, he's fantastic at what he does. And he's, uh, he's got pools of staff organised. So if, if we are affected by a, a sudden announcement that he, he can call upon others if necessary, because you're quite right. I mean, these people need to be accredited to do the different roles that they fill, whether that be a judging role, whether it be a swabbing role. Um, we, of course, have to make sure that all the um, participants that are on track are, are, are allowed to be on track. So we've got to make sure we're complying with those. Uh, we've got to make sure we're complying with the, the government health orders. So all that, all that uh, compliance with those protocols is so, is so important for us. For um, Obviously, we, we must do it. That's important for our reputation. It's important to keep the industry going. So... so um, David has, as I say, teams of people. So if, if circumstances change quickly, um, we do have other people available that we can bring into those roles. But it it is such a changing one that um, we think we're well covered. But with with circumstances changing so quickly, um, you've just got to react react quickly as, as these announcements
0: are made. Bruce, the big dog is just around the corner. Of the Dominions for 2021, which much like the Olympics have been bounced back a year, and that seemed to work. Um, you had an interview with our good friend Adam Hamilton online today suggesting that unless something really odd happens, like, for example, racing stopping in New South Wales, which we hope doesn't happen, the inter-dominions will be going ahead. But, of course, it was also going to be going to Bathurst and Newcastle. So, while this is still months away, there must be a lot of permutations flashing through your mind, and I suppose those discussions will need to intensify as we get week by week closer to the interdiminuance.
1: Yeah, that, that's that's right, Mick. As, as you said, uh, with the postponement uh, last year, of course, the expectation was we'd be running a nice clean series this year, free of um, the COVID implications, but of course, uh, here we are uh, another twelve months down the track, and we're having exactly the same discussion. So that is that is that is really disappointing. But we also accept that we've had um, too longer absence of the Inter Dominion sort of uh, tradition and brand out there, and it, it needs to happen. So, uh, as you say, unless the government stops us from racing, we have committed to run the series. Now that that may uh, mean, for example, if worst comes to worse, that that uh, regional model that we um, that we had agreed with Harness Racing New South Wales and conducting. If if the restrictions don't allow that to happen, we, we obviously have the ability to run the series entirely at club and angle if that's what's required. That's um, not what we'd like to do. The, the reason um, this club wanted to be involved with the Inter-Dominion was to try and use uh, our elite level of racing to try and attract a new a new audience of fans. Um, so something that I, I said to Adam in that in, interview was we've come up with a, a number of different non-racing ways to try and get people out to the track on a Saturday night where they can then mix in with the racing as well. But this was a fantastic opportunity for us to show off the elite the elite horses and try and get people, particularly from the local Macarthur area, to see this was an event of uh, international significance on the harness racing calendar and get them to come out for that reason. Now, unfortunately, it's looking more and more like that won't be the case, uh, and if we can have crowds, there'll be much smaller crowds, and if that's the case, we'll really need to focus on our harness racing audience, because we don't we don't want people who are passionate about um, our racing and, and the inter to miss out. Um, so, that will become the focus if, if the crowds are allowed and they are reduced numbers. We'll focus on making sure we can get our, our harness racing enthusiasts to the track. But we will do what we can to run it, um, and we 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 need to think about what it means to participants. Like so for example, uh, the Kiwis, if, if if they're coming across, can what does it mean when they go back? And, and these are discussions that we're going to need to have, and that's why we've encouraged participants if they have an dominion uh, level horse, please nominate uh, because once once we know who is there. We can look at what can be done to try and come up with the best possible scenario for those people. We, we want the best field we possibly can get. Uh, and that's going to be really challenging uh, with the, the conditions in New South Wales and, and across across the country. So, uh, But if we know who wants to be here, we can at least then work time work with them to, to do the best we
0: can to get them here. Bruce, when are those nominations for...? Id 2021 close. So, so they close on the 27th of September. So, there's, there's a bit of time, but what
1: what we would say is that we would encourage people to do it sooner rather than later, because as I say, we can we can then start having those conversations, particularly where we see, um, say, there's a number of horses coming from one jurisdiction. We can start looking at that and sort of seeing, okay, what can be done to get those horses here um, and the participants, what 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 it may mean to those participants. So there's there's no there's no nomination fee. Um, so payment, there is a payment structure. There are only small payments. There is a payment structure once the, the fields are confirmed. But I've got to say, I'll say to you right now, out you in public, um, if circumstances prevent people from being able to be at the, the and, and they get to the stage where they've paid um, a sustained payment on the way, Uh we obviously will be refunding that if circumstances stop them from coming, and that's that's uh, that's not what we're about. We want this series to be the best it can be, and um, we want to give people every opportunity to be in it. Um, so please nominate, uh, do it sooner rather than later. Um, if you if you are if you do believe you've got a horse that's at that that, that that level, and uh, then we can start having a conversation about how we, how we can do our best to, to make the series happen.
0: Bruce, it's an incredibly stressful time. I can imagine how frustrating and difficult it is for you. It's great to know. Racing continues at Menangal. I would suggest, mate, maybe not a bad time to invest in a couple of hundred Inter-Dominion 2021 face masks. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to sell some of those uh, leading up to the series. Bruce, it's one of the few things you'll be demand for. Mate, good luck. Um, Thanks for joining us this morning. And, yeah, we're hoping at some stage, mate, you can get out and about there in Liverpool and get out for a coffee and do normal things. Thanks
1: Mick and thanks thanks for your time um, to sort of running through these things and, and if I could just give a shout out to the participants because I've got to say um, it's been said before but they've done an amazing job for us to have continued through the last, what are we now, up to 18 months virtually um, under these conditions and is it, quite amazing and, it, and it's a real testament to, to their dedication to, to this industry that we've kept going through this. Uh, the rules keep changing all the time for all of us um, but um, they really have done a fantastic job um, under really difficult circumstances.
0: Bruce, we appreciate it, mate. Um, yeah, keep punching. As we said, we're all going all in this together, as uh, Bruce Christensen the the boss of Clubman Angle, talking about what's tomorrow, or certainly this Saturday, but harness racing heads to a regional model, which we had last year, which is basically you stick to racing in your regions, you don't mix the pools of people, horses can still go from one area to the other, but that's going to change as of Wednesday too. One person who knows all about that is Robbie Morris, one of the leading trainers and drivers out there at Menangal. Good morning, Robbie. Morning, to How you, mate? Uh, mate, I'm probably better than you. I'm in a place where there's no lockdown, and I, I feel for you, for you, mate, what's going on over there. Um, what's it like for you and Kerry-Ann, your wife, training horses under what's going to be a regional racing model? Does it mean you just... Jump them all into angle and do your best?
2: Yeah, it's probably a little bit uh, difficult as a trainer, you know, as we know Menangal a very hard place to race and um, you've got to have a certain type of horse and we're lucky we've still got Kendra's that we can go to but you know, the, the horses that sort of need probably a little bit weaker opposition or a thousand metre track of Newcastle or stuff like that, you you can't place them for the time being but um I'm just touched on what Bruce said yeah, at the end of his it's a credit to the industry and, and that club at Angle and Artis Racing New South Wales that we're still racing. So we can't, we can't be picky at this time. We've just got to try and do our best to place them the best we can for our clients and, uh, and try and get the most money we can under these
0: tough times. You just heard the fact that Bruce hasn't been to his racetrack for the last five weeks. Obviously, you're there every day training horses. What's race night and the race night experience like? now, because I imagine um, it's pretty sparse.
2: Yeah, I, um, I actually said that to someone on Saturday night. It's uh, actually a little bit daunting, really. It's quite really You know, there's hardly anyone there, and um, it sort of just feels like you're at the... I've got to say, I think we used to get more people at the trial, you know, especially you know, staff, and you, everyone's trying to limit the amount of strappers they take to the races with their horses, so um, yeah, there's, there's not a lot of people there. We seem to be seeing the same heads all the time, but um yeah it's it's not ideal. It is a little bit little bit strange, but um yeah it, it is it, it's um it's a bit funny being at the races on Tuesday and Saturday and even Thursday night they're only seeing the same heads and um yeah there's not a lot of people there, that's for sure.
0: Mate at the moment everybody's bored off their nut, so they're looking for a winner. You have got a team in tomorrow at Monangle. First race there kicks off at twelve sixteen. You get a horse over there which may be no superstar, but I would suggest she's going to win a race pretty quickly in maiden grade. That's Queen of Strathfield. You've got two in the race tomorrow, Queen of Strathfield and Skies Clear and Sunny, and the first on the card. Can you give us a, a push for either of them?
2: Yeah, I, I um probably give you a good push for Queen of Strathfield. I thought her first up run was super, sitting outside the leader over a mile standing start, which you'd know as much as me. A Kiwi mare, first up in a menangle, runs into a mile stand and starts. She wouldn't have known what was hitting her, but um, she hit her straps really good, and, and I, I actually won the race on our other horse that day, and I stepped to the front and kept them running pretty strong, and I think I'd beat her three metres, and she was probably spotting me, you know, 10 to 15 metres at the winning post with a round to go. So, you
1: know, for her to
2: make good ground up over the stand, she's trained on really well. I, I think she'll be really hard to beat. You probably know a bit of her. She doesn't seem to... Win a lot or a in New Zealand doesn't suggest she wins a lot, obviously still being a maiden, but she's always running seconds and thirds and she's owned by a good bunch of guys. And, um, yeah, she's an honest little thing. Skies are clear and sunny. I don't mind her, but she just had a little bit of trouble with a gate. Uh, we haven't really been able to let her go of yet. We've sort of just been fiddling around with a bit of gear and shoes and that. And I think there's probably wins in store for her, but I just think the way that race sits yesterday, Queen of Strathfield looks, looks well-placed.
0: A couple with um, difficult draws tomorrow. Sonny G, who's almost impossible to work out, and race three on Bill's last, who also has the occasional quirk.
2: Yeah, both horses, they've they um, yeah, they're, they're both got their own way. Sonny G, he's he's one of them horses. If you get the right, Sonny G turns up behind the mobile barrier. I think he's a Saturday night horse, but if the wrong one turns up, you know you're... A, you're definitely not a Saturday night horse, but he, look, his barrier 10 hurts a bit, but he'll get back. One thing I will say for tomorrow, he's, he's back in the NR up to 55 grade. His last couple of runs have been in the NR up to 72 grade, racing harder company. So he has dropped back a step. Um So I think he probably gets his chance there. Uh, our other horse in that race, though, he's racing really well as, as well. There's a couple in that race that go, all right, don't touch this. He's been trotting well, so... It's going to be hard from 10, but he, if he puts his right foot forward, he's a definite chance. And on Bill's last, I think me and you spoke about him nearly a year ago now at Bathurst, or maybe a bit longer, I took his hobbles off and he, he won Bathurst and a couple of starts really good. And then we felled him, put his hobbles back on, and it didn't really work out. So he had his first start with his hobbles off last week and he was a much improved run. So I'd suggest you would go there and, and be another step forward again tomorrow.
0: In race four, you and Ann have Admiora in the race, and Ann drives. You actually drive Sir Richard Lee for Jake Mitchell. How would you line those two up?
2: Yeah, um, Sir Richard Lee's form line's probably raced a little bit better company and, and been racing good. Um, Admiora, uh, he's been racing really good. He hit the line quite good last week, but he's, you know, that sort of race, the None of them horses are any stars. It didn't really come down to which horse was better than which for me. I, I just sort of thought, well, I'll, I'll drive the outside one and Kerry can drive her own. But um, both horses look to have their chance in, in that race and Mayora ran second last week and went really good. So um, hopefully for the stable, he can run another good race.
0: Mate, there's two heats of the uh, the Gold Sovereign for the APG tomorrow. The Phillies and the boys go around. The Phillies, you drive just a diva. Looks like it's got some ability.
2: Yeah, she does. She's um, she's sort of. It's the first time I'm actually drive. Drove her once in a trial, um, but first time I've ever drove her in a race. To, uh, she's raced really good. She's sort of been one of them fillies that's been running thirds and fourths against some pretty nice opposition. I think she ran third one night, to Penrith behind Small T. Um, so look, she's back into the fillies grade. There's a couple of nice fillies in it, but uh, she's got a nice sandy enough draw, so she
0: should be should be thereabouts. Mate, the eighth on the card tomorrow goes at 4.33. Uh, Your stable has no nukes skipper and held to ransom. Both drawn a bit wide.
2: Yeah, no nukes skipper. Um, He actually got a bit crook after his last run, so we had to um, back off him, but he's having sort of his first start back again. But his runs were actually fairly good, going good times. But from out there, he'll have to probably have to go back up the fence and hope for a few shortcuts. If he gets a bit of luck, he'll be... Hitting the line good. And i got to say, held to ransom, she went over the line jogging her last start there at Manangle last week when Josh drove her. Um, she, she gets into that race a bit better with the junior claim on her. Uh, if they go hard early, she'll be hitting the line really strong. She's sort of starting to find her form again uh, when she first came over from New Zealand. She found some really hot form, and I think she's not far from getting back there again.
0: A horse I don't mind is in race nine tomorrow, one reason. One, two starts ago, then not so good the next start. Has trialled since, and he finished sixth. You drove her. Did you give her a quiet trial then? Yeah, she's had
2: a nice, easy one. Just wanted to make sure she was she was okay, but she sort of felt very good underneath us. Uh, she probably didn't. Ideally, you know, last start where she won, she was really good, which was at Menangle. Then um, Roy Roots Jr. took her to, to Penrith, and she just felt to me on that night, she got wide. They ran good time. She just felt like she, she chopped and changed a bit in the stride on the tighter track and got a little bit lost. So um, she's had a bit of a freshen up. She trialed okay. And uh, she's got the handy draw. And I think being back at will
0: be will be much better for her as well. Mate, I know it's a pretty uh, testing time for everybody. Um, I'm glad we're still racing. I'm glad you and kerry you Ann, can take a bunch of horses there tomorrow. How, how's the young family getting on, Robbie? Um, we had an addition about two or three months ago now. Everything's going good?
2: Yeah, no, um, everything's good. Uh, everything's, everything's really good. Stella's, well, she's nearly three and a half months now, but she's um she's doing everything good. Kaz keeps telling me every morning she's sleeping all right, so that's good. And uh, Archie's five, and um, homeschooling's not ideal for a kid that's horse-crazy. Gets to stay at home all day and he's got horses and his pony and his bike and his his um homeschooling's a bit difficult but we're getting there.
0: Well, I think if he's gonna grow up to be a horseman, Robbie, it won't be too much of an issue. Maybe it's the right sort of schooling for him, mate. Hey, go well, sell out to Kerry for us, mate, and a uh, good luck coming up in England. No worries, mate, thanks for having me. That's Robbie Morris. Um he and Kerri his wife have uh, pretty full team at Menangle tomorrow. That meeting confirmed earlier by Bruce Christianson. We spoke to John Dummarsy on the show yesterday. Those lace meetings are going ahead. It's good news for one Jared Elgin because he has a bunch of two-year-olds in tomorrow, and he knows how to train two-year-olds because he won a hundred thousand dollar two-year-old lace at Albion Park on Saturday night. Jared, you're good with these two-year-olds, mate. You there, mate? Yeah, Gerard, I said you're good with these you're good with these two year olds, mate. A hundred thousand dollar race on Saturday night. Congratulations.
3: Yeah, thanks. No, it was a bit of a surprise. We um yeah, well, looking at the fields, we didn't think we could beat Cat King Cole. Um thought he was a good chance of earning money, um placed money, um with a second line draw and the way we were gonna drive him, I said to Nathan, I like I reckon he can run into second or third. Um but yeah, it was a bit of a shock when, when he won and it was uh, a, a nice surprise.
0: Mate, you're obviously in New South Wales. My ultimate Levi, the horse you're talking about, is in Queensland. So, who's doing the business for the Jared Elchin stable up there?
3: A uh, good mate of mine, Anthony Deep. Um, he's from Tamora, where I'm originally from. Um, we've been good mates for years. And whenever he's got holidays and that, um, he always comes up and gives us a bit of a hand and um, likes to come up and poke around with the horses. So um, this time last year, when I knew, oh, I knew my wife was going to be falling pregnant, I um, we organised for DP to to take some long service leave off his off his work, and he, he went up there with them. Even if COVID hadn't have been on, he was still going to go anyway. So it uh, everything worked out fine and. We took a team of six up there, and we had a terrific run, actually, and it was just icing on the cake on Saturday night.
0: Mate, tomorrow we head to Manangle where you are able to go. There's some, some gold sovereign uh, APG races, one for the Phillies, one for the boys. You're involved in both. Let's talk about the Phillies. Race 5, 2.37 tomorrow, Madrid. Only had the one start. You're doing the driving here yourself. Um, how does she go, the daughter of Bling It On.
3: Yeah, she's um, she's improved all the time. She probably, uh, her first start, we sort of just chucked her in the deep end a little bit. She'd only had one trial, and that Phillies race come up a bit soon, and there'd been no fillies race program. Um, and my other filly actually won it, um, and she's a fairly nice filly, our ultimate Lizzie. Um, and she probably was just found wanting a little bit the last bit, but she had a real good blow after the race, and... Like I thought she would really improve off that She um, she got a little bit of a cold after that So we freshened her up And I thought her trial last Wednesday was really good uh, She's got really good gait speed So I think she'll run a really good race herself.
0: Mate the boys race tomorrow Race 7 at 351 is an absolute beauty A lot of winning form in this one You've got my ultimate Ronnie who was super winning last start, who you drive. Darren McCool drives my ultimate Skeeter for you. Both got ability but the way Small Tees, who's drawn barrier three, won last start, if he top ends, he's going to take some catching.
3: Yeah, the draw makes it a bit difficult. Um, I've got a really good opinion of my ultimate Ronnie. Um, His first start, he raced Small Tees and uh, Smolte's led and we had to sit back in the field and we made ground up on him. But sort of an impossible task when we we're so far off him. But, um, and then his next start, he come out and ran really good time at Penrith and um, Frank that form. So he trailed here last week and he trailed really good. It's just going to be a bit difficult with the draw, having to, with Smolte's drawn inside of him, Um I really think this horse is gonna be a good horse the back end of the season or, or next year. It's just we had a bit of trouble with his um with his joints and that early on, so he had to go out for a spell and he's um he's behind the eight ball for a lot of my other two year olds. But I think next year he he's gonna be something special. He just something about him I really, really like him. Um and the other horse, he, he's just a real dope, the other horse. He just Dead set, clumsy, just a dopey horse. Um, but he's just improving all the time. And his, his trial on Wednesday was terrific, actually. Uh, Ricky Hunt drove in for me and he'd come off and he, he was really excited about his trial. So uh, he's improving all the time too. It's just, um, yeah, he, he's drawn out a bit wider too. But, um, yeah, so Darren McClough, Darren, well, with this COVID situation, it's a bit, bit funny with the drivers at the moment because we're in the Campbelltown region and there's hardly any drivers um so it's um like Cameron Hart would usually drive all my horses he's my driver um I've stepped away from driving at the moment um but just with this COVID situation I've had to had to uh rejuvenate my driving
0: career (laughs) well mate it's good to see you back out there you're actually having a drive early in the uh in the meeting for for Alex your brother um you don't set me free who absolutely blew things in a standing start mile last week. I thought a mobile mile right? I know this horse pretty well. Best version of who gives her a chance in this race.
3: Yeah, she felt terrific. Uh, she bombed the start last week. She just got a bit squeezed up in between a couple of runners last week and didn't like it. Uh, but she um, she felt super after that. And I let her slide up the straight a little, and she hit the line really good. So I give her a hope. She... Um, she actually reminds me of a little mare that I had years ago that went on to win a couple hundred thousand, our Dany Lady, and when I sat behind her, she's she's only small, she's identical to her. I said to Alex, she, she just gives me the same feel as, as
0: she did, so it'd
3: be good if she could go and do the job that uh, our Dainy Lady did.
0: Could be the bit in the first tomorrow, mate. Jared, uh, thanks for joining us, mate. Congratulations on the Queensland money uh, on Saturday night, and your mate DP helping you over the line here. and. Mate, good luck tomorrow. Stay safe and stay healthy, brother.
3: No worries. Thanks a lot.
0: Yeah, mate. That's Jared Elchin, the Elgin boys, having a, another good night at Albion Park the other night with Ricky also winning the race. So great to get their views tomorrow. Maybe the sneaky tomorrow, first race, Manangle angle, 12.16, set me free. I know the horse pretty well. I think it's got a really good chance there in the first on the card. Our thanks to Robbie Morris and to Bruce Christensen. I know everybody is under duress and a bit of stress. We appreciate their time this morning. If you're having a bet, do so responsibly. Good luck. Stay safe. And Brittany Graham will be back with more on The Pace, 10.30 on Wednesday morning.